Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of July 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff to dive in this week, but uh, we have to kick things off with some sad news. I think I think breaking right after we recorded last week, uh, we found out that uh, the great Alan Arkin passed away at age, uh, I believe, 89. Just leg- I, legendary. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. Legendary character actor, um, like just show- appeared in so much stuff, uh, like so many diff- different types of movies, like either in the, like either like co-lead or just like one like one scene and he still he steals the whole movie in one scene and i, I think well, i think a tv show i think well he he was on that um what was that that netflix show like the kaminsky method it was him and michael douglas oh i think they were like actors or something it was like yeah they're, they're trying to be like acting coaches or something or like michael douglas is like an old it, it, like michael douglas is basically like um like Henry Winkler and Barry, where he's like this like aged actor, and now he's like wants to be like a he's trying to be an acting coach. And then Alan Arkin was like a like I, I think he was in like the first season, like co-starring with him. I see. But and, and, and I think we'll get into it. Uh, it's show and tell. But we saw the Rocketeer for our July commentary in honor of Alan Arkin. Which he was great in, as PV, the lovable mentor to the Rocketeer, who could fix the anything. Geppetto to make yes. the Rocketeer a real man. Yeah. Um. And then uh, you know other stuff like Argo. You, you like a lot. Like, yeah, like I feel like he had, like this like run, like the recent run of like I think probably says like Little Miss Sunshine because that's where he won like an Oscar. Um, and then like, just like all, like, all these like, like this kind of run after that of like, yeah, like Argo and, uh, uh, I, I think actually right before Argo was, uh, Get Smart. I loved him in Get Smart. The, like, even though Get Smart is an okay movie, but Alan Arkin was like fantastic in that. Like, I just oh, still yeah, remember, yeah. He, I still remember just... just so like sarcastic and <laughs> just like. I I always remember that like that clip of like the scene where like they're I think it's like it, they're in the, like the car chase and then it ends up like him almost getting like a swordfish to his head and he's just like it's like are you thinking what I'm thinking chief and it's like are you thinking oh my god oh my holy shit holy shit sorry for so much went through my head <laughs> yeah he was good at like deadpan comedy for um I don't know just sort of being the the grumpy guy in the group yeah. Uh, he does a really good job in that, in the incredible Burt Wonderstone. He's mm-hmm. like that in Sunshine Cleaning. He's like yeah, that. Yeah, in... a lot of those, a lot of those, like, they're, like, they're, like, you know, like, I guess, okay comedies, but then Alan Arkin shows up and, he, like, elevates it to, like, yes. <laughs> just with his, like, you know, deadpan, sarcastic nature. I think something and, that, like, like, he's, like, cutting lines. Here's, here's an example of just, like, oh, we, here's an Alan Arkin character, just insert it in. Grudge Match? I can always forget he's in it, but when he's he's just there, you know, like yeah. he doesn't get a lot of screen time because it's really just about Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone. But when Alan Arkin's there, he's just there and he's just Alan Arkin. 
even though it's like, oh, I'm your coach or whatever. It's just like, no, here's Alan Arkin just giving some dry comedy. Yeah, and then if you if you go back to like uh you know like 90s uh he was in like Gattaca, he was in Gross Point Blank, uh Sons of Beverly Hills, uh Glen Gary Glen Ross, Edward Scissorhands. So yeah, t- 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 tons of roles, tons of appearances, always great and everything. So. Yeah, Maybe our, not our... so much uh, uh, Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> I've always seen clips of it. Never seen the full thing, but it's definitely like he, not what I thought was, what like, it would be. Like he was the Pink Panther, or like he was, no, he was the Inspector Pink... Clouseau. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Like it, it's a, it's like a follow up to the Pink Panther. It's the third movie in the series, and they just couldn't get uh, Peter Sellers. Uh, Sellers, so they got. <laughs> Uh, Alan Arkin, who, if you look at it, just looks super out of place. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that's a total, that's, like, such a shift of, like, Peter Sellers to Alan Arkin. They have totally different, like, styles and sensibilities, <laughs> like. Oh, I just, uh, one more, uh, Wait Until Dark, I just, I was just going, I was flipping through IMB quick, um, is a great, like, uh, he was, like, the, a villain in that one against like it was like i think it was audrey hepburn and she's like blind and then these guys like break into her house and alan arkins is like the main like villain of that movie was he it's weird to see him be a villain Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so our rip on arkin uh definitely come back later this month you can you can watch the Rocketeer with us. We'll we'll celebrate Alan Arkin and that. <laughs> and uh, moving on to some other news, um, we got the trailer this week for The Nun Two. Uh, I'm assuming because Insidious: The Red Door is out this weekend, so you gotta get the other big Warner Brothers. Well, actually, I think Insidious is Sony, but I guess like it, it's you know it's Patrick Wilson adjacent. It's like the Conjuring universe, so you gotta get like your horror trailer out there. But yeah, sequel to the, the the Nun, which is you know part obviously part of the Conjuring cinematic universe. Like I I think like stealthily like the most like the most successful cinematic universe outside like the MCU. Like no one really like talks about it. It's like it's, it's like big cinematic universe, but it's made like like you know all of them have made like over a billion dollars and they've all been like fairly well received most for the most part. So. Yeah, that's uh to get this long. It's like a, if it's not an MCU or Fast and Furious franchise, like it's I mean, under the yeah, radar. They're, they're up to like this will be the eighth movie, I think, right? Because there's there's three main Conjurings, there's three Annabelles, and then none, and then none, none two is coming out. And I, th- I think I think Curse of La Llorona is sort of in the Conjuring universe. They kind of were like it was kind of wishy washy of like maybe it is. <laughs> I think I think they officially did say it is, so maybe that's maybe there's nine movies in the Conjuring universe now. Who knows, Zach? Who knows? Next month it just be another one, just sneak in in there. I'm surprised though. After this many movies, it hasn't gone straight to DVD. You know, like after the certain amount of follow-up sequels. Well, I think there's gonna be there's gonna be the show come. They're making developing like some sort of like TV show. I think in the universe, like a like a Max series or something. 
But, but that's actually like a production thing. That's fine, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm surprised like no, you know, I don't even say like Bloomhouse. But it, well, it, it, it would be some crazy other production company that just secured the rights and or like wrote a story. It's sort of like The Conjuring, and then paid the licensing to just become The Conjuring. You know, I mean, like it just didn't do that. Well, obviously, there's there's like a ton of this like like horrible knockoffs that show up like 2B or something or, like they like make it's like the the box art or whatever makes it look like it's like a like a conjuring style movie and then it's usually like cheap horrible knockoff yeah that's that that's like no way you know i'm just saying like i you know i haven't seen in a while is sort of that de- degradation of the series where they get low like less and less budget and then it's like just straight to streaming or something like it's, it's like, like an official follow-up sequel or it's like like the warrens go to space or something like <laughs> or well, a genre jump uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Or or it's like, well, we can't afford Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga anymore. Now we got like these two like it's either it's either like the younger versions of them, so it's like a prequel to cast like yep. cheaper actors, or do they just like here's like the cheap here's the cheap actor like knockoffs that are taking over now. <laughs> like Yeah, the cheaper younger knockoff is a thing though. That happens in action movies. That that yeah. usually is the um after second after the second movie, it's time to replace you by like a cousin character who is younger or a a prequel where it doesn't make any sense how this makes like connects to the first movie like the scorpion king or just, or yeah or just, or just, like completely different characters that have nothing like like the marines it, i mean how many marine movies are there like five or six and there's like all different characters but i give the marine series credit at least i think isn't 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 the, aren't they all standalone it's not the same marine right it, it, I mean, it's all, they're all wrestlers. I, I think was the Miz in like two of them, maybe. I think he, he was the last one. He, he might have had like multiple ones. I think right, but then, he's not the same character as John Cena. No, they're no, they're all different. They're all different like Marines. Okay, that's not too bad because at least it keeps with a theme of the main character. Oh wow, the Miz. The, yeah, the Miz, the Miz basically owned this, the series. For, like he started in three, and he's like he's been like what like three, four, five, six are all the Miz. There were six Marine movies. Yeah, like like Ted, like Ted DBS Jr. was the star of the second one, and then yeah, then it's been, it's just been the Miz from this point on. Ted DiBiase was the Million Dollar Man, right? Well, he, Ted, Ted DBS Jr. So it's his son. No, but Senior was Senior was the Million Dollar Man. man. Yes. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I'm like, that's weird. But yeah. Anyway, the the, the Nun Two, um, it's coming out. Uh, it's September. September eighth is when that's coming out. Um, it's set four years after the first Nun, and uh, the Nun, aka the Demon Valak, is back terrorizing France. Uh, Tessa Farmiga is back as Sister Irene, who fought the fought the Nun in the first movie. She, now she's like she's back to try to like stop it again. Cause now it's like terrorizing a, a new convent or new like t- small village in France. Wait, I'm confused. Is she not the same purse character from the The Conjuring? No, I, I, it's it's she's the same character from the Nun, but yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think she's related. She's not like a Warren or anything. It's not yeah, like she's it's not, not a it's, Warren. She's not like like Lorraine's like like you know like great 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 grandmother or something or like. I thought the Nun was part of the Conjuring. It is, yeah, it's all it's all part of it, and I I think I think it's confusing because because Tessa Farmiga is obviously like the younger sister of Vera Farmiga, so it's like you have like sisters playing different characters in the same series. Yeah, 
Okay, I was like, oh, she's not related or something, or she one sister. Real, it's like it's like in real life they're related, but in the in the Conjuring universe they're just like different characters battling different evils. <laughs> and, and then there was like, and then like, I think it was like in Conjuring two, like Lorraine was having like visions of like the nun to tie it in, and then like the nun came out like the same year or something. But like the Warrens never battled. I don't think they battled the, the nun because it was, it was like I think it was like different demons they fought in the Conjuring movies. Sure. There was like a like two two was definitely packed with like that was like the like uh uh I'm trying to think like it was like the like Wakanda Forever of like the Conjuring where it's like like tons of like setups for other things of like. It's the crooked man. It's 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 the nun. It's like yeah, I remember are, the crooked coming. man was introduced, and we're like, that's yeah. cool. We're gonna see where this goes. I guess that movie that movie got canceled. Apparently, that, that movie's never happening now. But yeah, I I have you seen the first nun? No. I, I feel I feel like the, I feel yeah, I haven't either. But I feel like it's like it's like one of the I feel like people consider it like one of the lesser Conjuring universe movies. Like it's down with like. The original Annabelle. Okay. I'll probably I'll probably check it out at some point. I I know because like the, the, the like Annabelle Annabelle Origins and then like uh or Annabelle Creations and then like the th- the third one are both like huge improvements over the first Annabelle, and then the main like the main trilogy is like cause, like I think are like the top movies for most people. But yeah, it, this this one two is directed by uh, Michael Chavez, who directed uh, Devil Movie Do It, the third Conjuring movie. So he's already been part of the Conjuring universe. And Devil Movie Do It was okay. It was it was it was, it was sort of interesting because it, it was it was more like a, like a like a crime procedural or like a courtroom like a, like a legal thriller because it was like they were like tra- they'd like prove that the, like this guy was like arrested for murder and the warrants had to show up and like, be like uh, there was actually a demon that like made him like murder his like family or whatever <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I did see that in the trailer where it, I don't think it's more like exorcism. It's more like court proceduring where it's just like, oh, how can we prove that there's something supernatural? And as long as I think they can prove that something's out of the ordinary, he can get off as a defense. Yeah. That was, and then it's like based on a real story. So yeah, like, it, yeah based, on, based, on, based on a true story of like the like the first time that someone tried to use like um, like – like demonic possession as like a defense for murder, but yeah, that was I mean, that, that was crazy. That one was crazy too because there was like an evil. There was like an evil. Like there was actually like a villain of that one that was like like summoning the demons and stuff, and who was basically like the like anti Lorraine. She was like like this like evil like like instead of like trying to stop demons, she was like unleashing them. She was just like a um a conjurer. Yeah, like a like a yeah like a like some sort of, like cultists like witch like. Well, because I'm thinking Lorraine is trying to fight back demons and stuff and contain them in her house, but I feel like the opposite of the the Warrens are a bunch of people just setting loose like spirits. Yeah, it was definitely it definitely had like a like a we like kind of like a. <laughs> It's like step up of like, oh now there's like human villains in the Conjuring universe that can like summon demons. Because <laughs> before like, the first two was just like, oh somehow like this demonic force entered our our world and like possessed a kid or something or possessed someone and then we have to stop it. Now this one's like, there's like a 
it's like black black magic witch summoning people like demons to like attack people yeah but yeah but yeah but yeah this, but that michael chavez directed that directed is directing on two uh I'll probably, I'll probably try to see the nun at some point before Nun 2 comes out, and then... <laughs> You've never sure seen the first nun? I haven't seen the first nun either, no. Okay. I've seen... I, th I think I've seen all... I think I've seen all the Conjuring movies except for, like, the nun, and then maybe, like... The first... I don't think I've seen the first Annabelle. I've seen the... I think I've seen... I definitely saw Annabelle Comes Home, because that was, like, the, like... The one that, like, was more... Like, sort of, like... It was, like, Conjuring 2.5, because it was, it was also... It was, like, a... Sort of a, like a main Conjuring movie, but then like the, like the Warrens leave to go like on a date or something. It's like they're on date night, and it's like, well, you're here with the babysitter. Bye. Like, but yeah, Annabelle comes home is actually pretty is like one of the best ones I I, I think because it's like it, there's like so many different like it's like all all the different like demons that are like locked in whatever objects are in the Warrens like safe room. It's like get unleashed, and so it's all these like crazy different like demons running around. The Warrens have to basically ghost bust them back in. Oh, eventually when they when they come home, yeah, because it's almost like the babysitter is like it's like deal with like try like it's like the babysitter like the Warrens kids are like have to like deal with them themselves until like the, the Warrens come home. <laughs> but uh, anyway, moving on to some other news, uh, we got some news out of Netflix. Uh, they apparently are developing a new. Chronicles of Narnia movie. So, you know, Disney tried uh, to get that series going. They got three of them out in the early, uh, kind of mid, mid to mid 2000s, early 2010s. And they always stop at like number three. Yeah, they got, yeah, they got the three. Um, Netflix, I think Netflix, Netflix bought the rights in 2018. Um, and they wanted to make movies and TV shows, but they really haven't done anything yet. But now they're like, uh, Moving ahead with like a a, a a new like adaptation of like the first book, I, I believe. So basically just gonna you know restart and do it again, but Netflix style. And they have uh they have Greta Gerwig has signed on to direct this movie, director of the upcoming Barbie movie. <laughs> so she's going from Barbie to uh, Narnia. Yeah, the story's about you know people traveling outside the realms of comfort. Mm-hmm. So she's a good director because she basically told a story that's like it. And definitely like the like the upward like trend of like budgets because like Greta Gerwig started out obviously with like Lady Bird and Little Women. Now Barbie had, I think had a pretty substantial budget. Now this is probably gonna be like pretty like if you gotta if you gotta do like you know magical creatures and all this like magic stuff going on like it's gonna be a pretty big budget probably. So it's probably be like her biggest budget budget yet that she's had to do. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Netflix uh, gets farther than Disney, or if this like, I don't know if they're maybe they're trying to like, if if like The Witcher blows up with like the the casting changes and everything, um, maybe they're trying to try to get like another like fantasy series going of like, well, Witcher failed, we have we have Narnia, you know, like <laughs> it's like, well, we we sank this ship, might as well get ready for the next one, which is Narnia. I've I've heard The Witcher Volume One ratings are not not that good. <laughs> Like I, I watched the first four episodes. Uh they're okay. 
Well, not, not, not like not like quality bit. wise, like like viewership, like the viewership is oh. like way down from like the last season. Ooh. I I don't know if people are just waiting for like all of them and then they're gonna do all of them, or like people are just like, well, Henry Cavill, this like I don't really care because like <laughs> I'm not gonna like invest like I'm like in, like you know invest in Henry Cavill because he's leaving. <laughs> Yeah I, I, yeah, I saw, like, a thing, to, like, this week of, like, oh, like, the, the ratings compared to, like, the first, couple, like, few days of, like, Richard season four, or, or are we in four, or is, is this season five? I think this is season four, three. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever season we're in, like, last season. No, uh three? Season three. Yeah. So, yeah, compared to, like, compared to, like, the first few days of season two, like, it's way down, viewership-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see like end of, like this month because like the, the volume two drops like end of this month, so we'll just, we'll I guess we'll see if like when they're all out, if people are like actually like well now they're all out, I'm gonna like binge all of them at the same time. Maybe people don't, just don't want to like just do like half a season. <laughs> and uh, you know, speaking of Netflix stuff, uh, they also this week signed a deal with HBO and Warner Brothers. So a bunch of HBO shows are going to be on Netflix. Uh, there's, I, I believe they're still going to be on, they're still going to be available on Max, but they'll also be available on Netflix. And this is part of that, that like Warner Brothers licensing deal, trying to get like money any way they can. Like all these crazy, like they're selling like the music, the rights to music, and like all this other stuff going on. But uh, if you head to Netflix right now, uh, Insecure is already on Netflix. You can watch Insecure on Netflix or HBO, and then. Uh, Band of Brothers, The Pacific, Six Feet Under, Ballers are all, all going to be on Netflix in, in, in near future. So, kind, yeah, weird, kind of weird, like, <laughs> like these, like, yeah, these, like, it, HBO shows are going to, like, be on, like, another platform. Yeah, it, I feel like HBO, in order to get some of their double revenue is licensing them out, but I don't know what shows because I feel like they, they're cleaning house and getting rid of a lot of things. It, de- so. it definitely it definitely seems like they're not gonna do they're not doing like their like recent shows. They're not putting out like succession or something is gonna be on Netflix. Like they're sa- they're keeping that stuff close to the chest. Like it seems like a lot of like legacy, like older stuff, like you know, like we said, like Band of, Band of Brothers and Pacific and Six Feet Under, like stuff's been it's been like done for years. <laughs> you like, know what they're gonna do? They're gonna renew the things that are already on Netflix and that's how they're gonna say, Yeah, now it's on there too. Like you know the Flash was on Netflix for a bit. <laughs> yeah. The T V mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. A lot of CW things. And they're probably just gonna honor that. Like, oh hey, it's here again. Maybe, maybe that might be part of the deal. Like they already had like this kind of like weird deal with Wonder Bros already, or previously in the past. So they were just like, "Hey, you want more stuff?" <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna bring on that is like worth the crossover. I mean, I, I mean, I guess if you don't like, if you don't have any any sort of HBO, like if you don't have Max or anything, and you like. You you've never seen like Band of Brothers, I guess it's, it's it's interesting, but like I feel like everyone who has Max has like seen Band of Brothers at least once, yeah, or like you've stumbled upon something, or like Pacific and like I mean Six Feet Under has been like people have seen that like <laughs> like all like multiple times. I, Ballers, I don't know if anyone like I I watched all of Ballers. I I feel like I'm like one of the one of ten people that watched all of Ballers. <laughs> like you finished the whole arc. Yeah, people people did not care about Ballers at all. 
I mean, I got to the season two and I was done. I feel like the only thing that happened, like the only thing that like Ballers like helped like ha- make happen is like like John David Washington becoming a star. Because I feel like that was I feel like that was that, that was like he known for after that. I, I like like uh like Tenet and like all, like he's gonna be in a big sci-fi movie like he's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. I feel like, no, I feel like, okay. Yeah, no. I okay. No, I didn't know he was in Ballers. First thing I saw him and I'm like, oh, it's like it's Denzel's son. <laughs> like he's in Ballers. Like, okay, he's like he's like he is he's very similar to his dad. Like, yeah, I only know him in like three movies: Black Klansman, uh, Amsterdam, Black Klansman, Tenet, and then the one where him and Zendaya have like a goddamn long like night fight on Netflix. Yeah, and he's gonna be in the uh, the creator. Uh, that's like the big like it's from uh Gareth Gareth Edwards directed like Rogue One. It's like that big like sci-fi movie that's coming out in the fall. Right, right. But yeah, I feel I feel like that's like the only that's like the only like the, the only major thing that came out of like Ballers is like oh people like hey here's this John David Washington guy like he's pretty good. The premise is what if The Rock was The Rock but also a sports agent. Yes. What if it's like what if instead of like becoming a, a actor he became like a a, a, a like a sports agent and then also there's also like the weird thing of like they made like the like how like the raiders moved to las las vegas like that was like the whole plot of like the fourth season of like the rock was like the rock's character was like the one instigating the whole thing it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a team and bring it to las vegas like and then he was like fighting with the other owners because they're like we don't like you upstart young owners coming in and like do, like trying to do Changing things differently. Game. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it the way we always did. <laughs> Maybe I give a shot again. It's also it's also like I mean that ballers is also just like it's like sports entourage. It's basically just like if you like entourage, you like ballers. Yeah, because like every other episode has a sports celebrity in there. Yeah. I mean, they're referencing things that probably have happened, and like one or two of the people they reference are just retired athletes. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of like a lot of NFL people show up, like a lot of like sports podcasters and like ESPN people. Like if you're if you're into that sort of like stuff of like if you watch Sports Center or like you watch or you listen like 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 sports podcasts or something, you'll probably recognize a bunch of people. Yeah, that's not my world. So I'm gonna go there and yeah. be like, who's this guy? What? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you you watch you can watch Ballers and other quality HBO shows soon on Netflix. And then uh, last bit news for this week is we got some interesting news about uh, the upcoming Barney movie, which is the next big Mattel movie. We got you know obviously Barbie's coming up in this month, the the big showdown with Oppenheimer. But after that, we're getting a Barney movie from, from Mattel, and uh, one of the producer, the executive producer on it, uh, Kevin McKeon. S- mentioned that it's going to be like an adult oriented A24 style movie. So that's that's weird. <laughs> what? Like it's going to be in the vein it's going to be surreal, surrealistic. It's going to be in the vein of like Charlie Kaufman or Spike Jones. It's all about like millennial angst. This so is this is the same Barney movie that's coming out, right? This is another one? This is this is the Barney movie they've been talking about for with like Daniel Kaluuya is going to star in it. It's going to it's it's 
yeah, like Barney, the, the, the dinosaur, the dinosaur. But it's going to be a weird, like, 30-somethings who are, like, like <laughs> have, like, tons of angst and, like, disenchantment with, like, the world <laughs> dealing with, like, Barney somehow. And then I, Barney comes to life and, like, teaches them there are more things of life to worry about. That would be, that, if, if, if Barney was, uh, that'd be funny if, like, you're, like, Barney was just the same and then it's just, like, these, like, the kids that, like, his, like, friends that were when they were kids now are, like, these, thir- like, just, like, angsty 30-somethings who hate him. <laughs> Like, get the fuck out of your party. Like, but then he's all like, you know, guys, like, I didn't change. You changed. I don't know. If given enough material, I feel like it would be a good script. I, as someone from the outside looking in, I've seen bad movies. So, you know, like, we were like, okay, like, how worse can it get? You know, generally, I thought that on paper, the door of the Explorer movie shouldn't have worked, but mm-hmm. I love that movie. You still haven't seen the Door of the Explorer movie, right? Not yet, no. Oh my god, like, it is critically underrated. And, I mean, I mean, I mean, Barbie looks weird as hell, too. So, I mean, they're going, like, a crazy weird direction with Barbie. So, I mean, I guess Mattel was, like, at least they're taking risks with, like, their, some of their properties they own. Like, they're going, like, crazy with, like... Yeah, it's, it's, who, like, as who as the hell knows Barbie's going to be still? We have no idea. We, yeah. They're taking big movie risks. They're not playing it safe, which is like, yeah, man, go for it. Like, playing it safe is how you got, like, the mid-2000s movies. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we, really, we won't get a sense of this until we see, like, a, a trailer for Barney and see exactly what the oh, tone yeah. is and stuff. But, like, it just, it just like, at first, when I, when I first heard, like, A24, I was like, oh, is this going to be, like, a horror movie? Like, a Barney horror movie or something? But then they're like, I think it's, I, I think you're just like, it's not going to be, like, A24 horror, but, like, like a the other type of eight twenty four movies, um, and yeah, it, 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 it sounds definitely sounds not what anyone would have thought uh, a Barney movie was gonna be. So definitely, definitely have to keep an eye on that and see what that what happens with that going forward. And uh, that's it for news this week. So why don't you jump into show and tell and. Uh, we hinted at the top of the show, Chris, but you and I both saw The Rocketeer, the 90s classic, uh, in honor of Alan Arkin. And just because it's an awesome movie, we wanted to watch it again. Yeah, it's enough time has passed where both you and I were like, oh yeah, this happens. Or like, we forgot things sort of, sort of beats. But we definitely viewed it now as critics to notice all these other glaring issues that the movie has. Like pacing or like character like leaps or just bad editing. Well, well, I think I think the one thing that jumped out to me was like I did not remember how like like night like night. This is a straight. This this was like a touchstone movie. This is like a straight up like Disney movie, and nineties Disney went like hard. Like night ninety one Disney like within like five minutes like someone like there's a, like a dead gangster in the trunk of a car <laughs> like yeah dead gangster in a trunk. And then people are getting, like, folded in half, like, a giant, like, Dick Tracy, like, strongman villain. And then, like, people are getting burned to death. And, like, it's it's crazy. Oh, it's, like, probably the only few movies where Nazis are, like, a villain in a Disney movie. And it's, like, in the Indiana Jones era, too. But at least you understood that was a thing. Here, it's just, like, surprise, Nazi. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's like, right before World War II starts. Or, like, or, like, uh, or, like, yeah, because the U.S. want to. It's like 
Temple of Doom era, like Indiana Jones is like out in often like India at the same time, but like, but yeah, it's like 1938, like it's like right Nazis, like they they run Germany and people are like, I don't know, but I mean, I don't know about these guys, like they seem a little weird, like. Yeah, but in in America, it's more like, oh, that's a problem over there. That's not our problem. Hundred percent. That is the true like Mm -hmm. error thought. But it, it has some crazy setups where, like, a Nazi spy or, like, sleeper agent is in America, gets to number three spot to <laughs> that's, be... That's my, that was, that was my favorite details we were talking about. Yeah, Timothy Dalton is, like, the third best, the third highest grossing actor in Hollywood or something. Yep. And then his plan was to send mobsters to steal... Howard Hughes's secret rocket pack, like, yeah, pack, and then he was going to let's just like theoretically say his plan was going, everything was going to plan. He was then just gonna blimp it back to Germany from Hollywood, yeah, with the rocket pack. He was he was gonna deliver the rocket pack to like. I guess Hitler or someone or someone someone like the, the someone high up the Nazi party wherever he's working for, and then they would it would like they would like reverse engineer it I guess and then make an army of rocket men and they would like attack America with rocket packs. But like from what we saw in the movie, the Rocketeers' weakness was like indoors and then yes, like, it's also it's also quarters. it's also like. Like, like if you've ever seen like a flamethrower, like a flamethrower was like the most like dangerous job in like the entire like military because like one bullet and you're blown, you blow up. <laughs> like, it's basically like you have like a non, it's like a flamethrower without the like that like without like the like uh flame nozzle. like the nozzle part. It's just like you're wearing like a a, a, a ba- like a backpack full of fuel that can blow up with like the slightest spark. Yeah, like even in the movie they show that it has a fuel leakage problem where yes. like it's solved by gum. <laughs> yeah, and I know it's yep. not a long-term solution, but I feel like PD should have done a better job than the gum. Like it was just, all right, haha, we did it just to get you out. But it's also like, is this safe? I feel like you've never done this before. Mm-hmm. And if anything, like all you had to do is just put a small holes in the rocket pack. It just shows that like, they are super vulnerable. I know in the comic, the pulp comic, the Rocketeer, he doesn't really go against people that also have rockets or um or like are true supervillains. They're more like mobsters or like yeah. German soldiers who like are threatening the border and he shows up, punches a people, and flies away. Mm-hmm. I know there's more than that now in the lore and definitely like other comics, but if you just base it on what we just watched uh, it doesn't make any sense why this jet fighter knows how to, like, do half the things he does. He was not a soldier. He wasn't, no. like, training. Yeah, he Cl- wasn't, Cliff, um... Cliff is like a, he's a stunt pilot. He, he's, he's a, a pilot. pilot. And then, well, well, I think we commented, like, his, his fighting style, he, like, he doesn't really have a fighting style. He just, he just throws wild haymakers, like, Charles Bronson style, and then that's managed to, like, sock people in the jaw and, like, knock them out or something. And he's not doing a costume change. He's literally wearing the same clothes the whole movie. Yeah, he just doesn't. He just doesn't have a like the the rocket pack and the helmet on, and then it's, everything else is exactly the same. So some people are just like, "Wow, you look like exactly like the rocketeer, except for like 
the helmet. You're, yeah, you're not wearing the helmet, so it can't be you, I guess. <laughs> like, and I think even by halfway through the movie, everyone knows he's the Rocketeer. I think the town knows. There was, or there was there was a lot of confusion about like how like how much does like the gangsters know because like they have it's like at one point they have like 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 Timothy Dolly sends them to like kidnap uh like or like it's kidnapped like uh jennifer connelly but then he's like then the gangsters like have a picture of her and then, but then they're like they go and like they're like where's this where's this where's this girl and it's like oh it's the girl who's like going out with, with timmy dalton right now in the restaurants <laughs> like and, and it's like yeah that's what's the bad they're, ending because they're at, they're, like yeah, they're, that is out of sequence because yes. they go to this dinner thing or they go out to dinner and it, it seems like they've gone to dinner for three days <laughs> yep. and timmy dalton has time to like have a private meeting with the the mobster Valentino in in a, like, in, a, in, a, in, a in a special in a special suit that you pointed out, Chris. Like he wears a different suit to like when he's talking to the gangster, like yeah, Paul Sorvino, and clothes. then he, and then he like changes it, puts on like a different like dinner jacket. And it, I understand maybe they're under crunch time and they didn't know how to edit this correctly, or that that like other scene was an like a later shot just because we're like oh fuck we need to explain other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, like, glaring, you know? Like, it's just, like, it really takes you out of the story when you notice that. And then even when, like, okay, well, where's this girl? The girl that's at our club. Like, the, the club that they're at is the club you own. The person you just talked to. Like, you know what I mean? They just, like, Yeah, because, like, they, they, like, they see the number on, like, they see, like, a number that says Jenny with, like, a phone number on it. And they're, like, Jenny? And then it's, like, oh, it's that girl... The girl from the picture that we have who's also at the club with the boss that's also it's just like is, is no one is like no one is like is this like so like like no one's like talking to anyone in this like organization of just like no no information sharing yeah because everyone keeps that keeps their like notes to themselves until it's time to i don't know fucking yell where it's like that's the racketeer it's like oh really that's the racketeer whoa But yeah, it's it, but it, but yeah, it's 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 a super fun, just pulpy, like of of like the like that. I think we were talking, we talked about it in the panel too. Like there's like this this weird era of like the early '90s, like post you know post Batman '89, where it's just like all these other like studios were just like what 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 kind of pulp what pulp heroes we have? Like all these radio like the Shadow, the Phantom, the Rocketeer. Uh. I feel like there's probably a couple other ones, but like it's just like these like this like really like uh throwback pulpy like like not super I guess kind of superhero but like like pulp like pulp hero like movies. Dick Tracy obviously too. Um, but yeah, Rock Rock Tier is definitely like one of the best ones of that of that weird weird trend for like two or three years. I don't know. My favorite's Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Yeah, I like I like the, I like the Rocketeer, the Phantom, and and then I think I think Mask of Zorro was like the the huge like summer blockbuster like the kind of like it was like oh this is like you can't top this one now. Yeah, no, that one was actually it. it by the time they made that, it was like 1997. They yeah. finally understood the formula, and they're like, all right, we got to stop making these. Mm-hmm. Master Zoro definitely has to be on our list. To watch at some point? Yep. 
I'm down for that. Yeah, the, the, definitely, definitely the first one, not the second, not the second one. The second one is like a huge step down from the first one. But I have only seen bits of the second one. I have not yeah. seen them all the way through. I, I know, that, I know, I know. I think they do the thing where like they're like, like I think like uh they're getting divorced or something, and then like it's like, but then they got they recreate the like magic of the first movie again. And they get they get back together in the, in the, again. <laughs> the only reason why they're together is through like danger. Yeah. But uh, besides the Rocketeer, Chris, what else have you been watching over the last week or so here? I've been doing some catch-up on action movies. So, uh, let's see. I've been watching... I've watched Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Yes. Uh, a movie that I put off until I saw it for free. Um, and I could see why the movie would be more spectacular in theaters, because it is definitely world building and the graphics would just be like popping off the screen if you were probably watching a 3d experience well there's 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 huge sections of that movie that are just like suck into 3d where it's just like it's a nature documentary for like 15 minutes yes like, yeah you just watch like the the life go on and it's just like okay we're sully we're the, the sullies and then where am i get back to the blue cat people. And then it's like cat people that can swim or cat people that can fly. It's like, all right, cool. That like we're establishing that there are other versions of this Navi everywhere. And they all speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one problem I had was like, I knew there was gonna be some bullshit, like tree thing involved. And it's like, does each, each, clan or like sec have their own magic tree well i think i think what they're setting up is like there's like different like that same sort of like like whatever the mother or whatever is like there's like different like ways to like connect interact with that around the around the planet how about the one you don't have to hold the breath with underwater (laughs) like that one was like the worst one where if you're there too long, or you have no sense of time, or there's danger, you're you are super vulnerable. Yeah, and also and also don't do that one when you are like have uh, susceptible Seizure like problem. seizures. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, like how? And then since so when you hear that, and you're like, what? Why would why would the tree grow down here? Like, in order for it to grow, like you know, what I mean, like it grew down there as a protection to stop other things to connect to it, because like it has no defenses. Couldn't anything just wander in and connect to it? Yeah. Even the random animals that all have different versions to connect. Some of them conventional, like a tail or like a fin port, but not the one. The the whale that connects in the mouth is like so weird of a natural design. You know what I'm talking about? Like the humpback whale creatures. The ones that they that actually talk. They that they, they literally they have subtitles. They can talk to them. Yeah, they 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 talk in alien whale language in the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their ports in their mouth. They show you it later, like when one of the kids is in the mouth and connects through his his port, and then learns about the background. But yeah, it as a sequel, it makes sense of what's going on. I I don't mind that it sheds away anything about the jungle navi where it's like all right we have to leave this clan we have to leave we have to like forge mm-hmm. somewhere else yeah um, we're pretty much starting all over again it makes sense as a arc you know like i i didn't mind that but 
you really downplayed how much of a coming of age story this would be. I, I just like <laughs> went on my phone a, a few times just because it was beat by beat every like theme. Like well, it's his coming of age movie. Yeah, happening. It, it, the, the kids are the main characters. Like Jake and Natiri are like in the background for like the a huge chunk of the middle. Like yeah. Even though the main villain's motive is to kill Jake, and yeah. even though for some weird reason, uh, like whatever the general's guy's name is, like Orange. he forgot he had a son. Like what? What is that? There's the weird. There's the weird thing where it's like he's like. I'm I, like I'm sort I'm sort of him, but I'm not. I'm, that was like my past me. Like I have his I have his like memories, but I'm a new version. Like, I, if I were storing these data things, I would definitely remove the emotion part. You know, I'm like it, it's sort of like if they stored these thoughts and stuff in a computer and then upload that into a body. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would edit out the emotional part to make sure that. When you're back on this planet, and they know the kids on the planet, like whatever company hired them knows that they're like there, and it's like, oh, this won't be a problem. Like they didn't even prep them. They were like, hey, you know, your son's there. He was just like, whoa. Like he he had to figure that out right there and then. And then it's like, yeah, he's gonna be emotional <laughs> he, about it. Who's they, not? They they had the one video that uh Hugh and Stephen Lang filmed before he got <laughs> went on the last the final mission in the first movie and that's all you get for like your your briefing for the for like Navi yeah, <laughs> like that's all you get to connect a small amount of plot and then you're fine with it like I I was like over it you know I was like okay you know he's not really the then, main main problem and then it's weird because like he then he goes to like the whole like the same arc as like Jake does in the first movie where he's like learning about like like the you know nature and then like linking yeah. like, to the dragon stuff, but, then, but then it doesn't change him at all <laughs> he's nope. like he's still an like, asshole nope, i've got a mission yeah his character was fine like his it makes oh, Stephen, sense Stephen, Stephen lang in both movies is fucking awesome like he is like one of the best oh, parts yeah. of both movies yeah yeah watching him now as a giant cat like alien is yep. different but it you can you, you get used to it real quick um my only concern was later on when, uh, like, they did that, like, son for son trade, and, <laughs> uh, what's her face? Um, what's Zoe Zandana's? Natiri. Natiri, when she was, like, threatening to kill the boy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like, she's gonna have, like, a villain arc. That's cool. And then it's like, forgotten you know what i mean it's one of those like okay you just can't make a crazy threat like that and then yeah. you just sort of like the weird, like, the weird like spite like spider like the weird human kid who's yeah. like they're like sort of son like, yeah and he's like okay with it okay it's fine yeah he, she threatened me a lot okay anyway like just just let my girlfriend go you're 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 replacing our son that got murdered yeah i know at the end i was like you're our new son spider yep I'm you're a, you're a, strange. You're a bro, bro. <laughs> that's that's the drinking. Like, take a shot every time they say bro in this movie, you'd be dead. <laughs> oh my god. You did okay. So then you did warn me how like the kids have the terminologies as a like a California kid, like a teens. Yes. And Navi, and I was but, like, but it's Whoa. like, but it's it's like weird because like J Jake obviously taught them all that, but then he was like 
in like he's in the future of our time. So it's it's like he's talking old slang. Old like that's like retro slang, I guess. <laughs> but it's like yeah, the way they, the way the kids talk is so weird. It was like they all it's like constantly just being like bro and like yeah, they're, they're all just like weird surfers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got that vibe. California and... stoners, like so, like. It, that's what I'm like. I get distracted because they obviously like wrote this part somewhere along the line of this portion of the movie was taken from like a '90s like kids teen movie, where it's just like like listen to your parents and like yeah confront your bullies and then you know win them over by being a nice guy. But as soon as like it got to that point, I like remember not to spoil much, but I mean it's pretty spoiler, but. You know, when it's like, which son is going to be, like, like knocked off at the end? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Okay, like, which one? It's the one? responsible one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the, it's the, um, I call it the G.I. Joe movie. Like, the Duke and Falcon problem, where it's mm-hmm. like, they keep mentioning, like, we're brothers, we're brothers. Like, uh-oh. That's, that's not going to be good. So. Yeah, I, I saw that coming. I think the second time it happens, you're like, oh, one of these guys are going to go. But I don't know, maybe they, they're able to clone him later. <laughs> Make a human version. Download him into the planet. Yeah. Oh, and then are we just not going to question, like, weird, young Sigourney Weaver? That she's that she's like Pandora Jesus? Pandora Jesus, yes. But then the fact that, like, Sigourney Weaver voiced this, like, younger <laughs> yep. version of herself, and I'm like, oh, this is just bizarre. But, I but, get it, also, but it also appeared at, like, in, like, whatever, like, the, like, the, the, the like, Matrix the of the planet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, it's like, I'm your mother. It's, it's like, but then it's like, who, who did she sleep with to, like, have, like, to be pregnant with, like, this or like Herself? she has uh-huh. gets sex with like her inner avatar and then it's like or it was it was or it was like it was like Anakin Skywalker style it was like this like immaculate conception like yeah the movie right when we were about to ask that question it dumps other things at you so you have no time to like pay attention to that that well that that opening the opening thing is just like hey here's 20 years of plot developments of time since the last movie Here's like here's like five kids and other these other kids and like other, everything's happened on like Pandora for like the last almost twenty years. But it just seems like they um they weren't really progressing as a tribe. They're just hanging out, right, and just doing yeah. well. I mean, everything they're normally they, I mean, were doing. I mean, they thought they won. I mean, they thought they like d- defeated like the RDA or whatever and dro- drove out the planet. Okay. But then they came back, but now they're back with, like, you know, they have, like, the, now they have, like, like the human, oh. human, human, like, implanted Let's, let's wait, let's talk about and... them, let's talk about the humans coming back and just scorching that jungle. Yeah, where, where was that? Like, where was that in the first movie? Yeah. That would have been, like, like, I guess they didn't want to totally destroy the planet, but then now they're just like, fuck it, we're just gonna <laughs> kill everything, like... That thing showed up, and I was, like, laughing at it, because I was like, okay, like, are they really going to do this, like, 
I thought they would hover or get, like, but basically they came in and just devastated. Like, hey, fuck the first movie. Like, yep. <laughs> it just destroyed everything in that zone. I mean, you... granted, the other tribe is still around, but yeah, I don't think like, like I think a lot of those people are dead, right? Like, isn't that? It's <laughs> like the grandma isn't around. Well, they've been, they've been like raging like a guerrilla war for like years, for like over a decade. <laughs> well, no, they live. She's she's fine because she made it through the first movie. And then yeah. she's in the beginning part of the first, but then it just like you don't see her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, but you know what I mean? Like if you think about this, Disney spent so much money on the Animal Kingdom Avatar Land with like two or three like characters from the first movie, and it's mm-hmm. not it's like it's like um whatever like Zoe Zeldana's mother is she's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be this like big like like tribal queen and it's yeah. like and she is just like she has gonna, like a five second cameo and that's it they're, they're gonna like refurbish all those rides and put like uh like water people in there <laughs> like they're yeah. gonna put like kate winslet in there and that thing was like a very complex animatronic and i feel yeah. like that thing is only like two years old it's like oh, time for an upgrade it's like Star Wars land opening with like Darth Maul on opening day, and then after episode one, they're like, now what? <laughs> yep. What do we do here? Yeah, and and now we got quite the wait for uh, Avatar three. Maybe twenty twenty five, but who knows? Really? Yeah. Damn. I mean. It, a two-year wait, not too bad. Compared to the first wait, where, what, like, we waited 12 years? Well, I think the first one was, like, 2008 or something. So, oh, my God. 2009. So, it's been, like it's been yeah, over 20, years. yeah, like, almost 20 years. But, yeah, it was, it was definitely, it, it's, 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 I mean, I'm sure it was, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it was fine at home, but like, it, it's definitely like a, you, like, you, it's like a visual, like, you, like 3D theater, theatrical experience is the best way to see it, obviously. Especially like, the, like those other water scenes in 3D are were just like in, uh, insane in the theater. Yeah, I, hearing that, that like, see, I mean, seeing it. And, and streaming and just knowing that like yeah the quality is not movie theater quality if you see the whole experience but it's like a two and a half hour long movie so i get it you know it's like <laughs> you really stretch out that runtime with setting up a lot of establishing shots yeah there's like a lot of that runtime is just like it's basically like a like a nature documentary but like for like fake fake creatures <laughs> Which is like it's like the kids are just swimming around and like seeing like whales and fish and all sorts of other all sorts of other like like underwater avatar creatures. But uh, yeah, anything else besides Avatar, Chris? Uh, so I finally saw uh Extra- Extraction Two. Yes. And I am th- I was thoroughly like strapping for those action 
ride movie and that's what it is like it's just sort of like as soon as the action kicks off it's non-stop until maybe the start of the third act and then it takes a little break and then it's like back to action again well it's like there's like three big set pieces but each set piece is like is like 20 30 minutes long non-stop mm-hmm so like like a normal if it normally we had like it had like like you know four or five action sequences are like five ten minutes long. This is just like like that that first the first big sequence from like the prison to like the like the train ride is like mm-hmm. like the whole first act like first like third of the movie is just one huge like nonstop action movie. So that part was cool because you pretty much they really quickly get to the point to establish what's at stake. Who's going to be involved? We hope you've seen at least some of the first movie to get sort of the motivation. And then that's it. But I'm still trying to piece together. Does this take place after that weird flash forward sequence from Extraction 2? Or is this place like... You mean Extraction 1? Extraction, sorry, Extraction 1. Where it's supposed to be like his partner got revenge and then... Chris Hemwick shows up for, like, a swim practice. So where does that take place in this timeline? Yeah, well, it was like, was it, it was like the kid he rescued was, like, in a pool, and then he, then he came back, and then you saw, like, maybe Chris Hemsworth like, above the pool, like, from, like, underwater or something. Yeah, that was, like, the scene. Yeah. But, because I, I think that, I think they kind of, like, maybe, like, ignored that or something, <laughs> because, like, because this movie kicks off, it's, like, they f- they found him down river. They got him to like a like a, a hospital in I don't know how somewhere. They found him. Then, Let yeah. alone what miracle like bullet like healing technology they had in Dubai. Well, I mean, it, I guess it, it is Dubai. I guess I guess they have like they, who knows what they, they have over like, there. <laughs> like they don't yeah. have like nanotechnology, or whatever they inserted into him, and then yeah. Well, I mean, he's, yeah. he still had, he still had to do like a pre like he had to do a training montage to get back to full strength. Like he had to like you know get his legs. He had working. six weeks to get yeah. back to where he was in the first movie. Yeah, a lot a lot of wood shopping, chopping wood. It's like get back in the healing properties shape. of outdoor fitness. Yeah. So how, how yeah, surprised, I, I get how, it. How surprised were you when Andrew Selba showed up? Very surprised, and then also surprised he just leaves. Mm-hmm. I thought he would stick around, but uh, apparently Lit- they only contract him for like two scenes. I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm sure they're setting up for like he's. Gonna, I'm sure he's gonna be a huge part of like Extraction Three because they're they're, they're, okay. they're clearly setting up Extraction Three of like it's yeah, this, oh, like they big, are yeah. But my thing is like, who's paying for all these resources and like all these other people? Okay, because even the first movie, it made sense that he was part of an elite team of mercenaries and then they yeah. all get kind of cut down in the first movie so that's just really chris hemsworth and like a handful of the other guys right but in this movie they have all these like checkpoint groups that whenever they would regroup with the next team and i'm like who is this like who do you, you guys work together like what and you know what I mean? like i didn't understand who's is that part of the team that he worked with or is that like the other organization sending men to help them Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. Because like, I think it's like Olga Kurylenko t- hired Idris Elba to hire Chris Hemsworth. Did she? Because because it's like her sister is like the one being held captive. So then she like contacted Idris Elba and then like 
he's like he's like like he's like he's like some he's like some sort of like like contractor manager like agents like yeah he there is definitely like a mystery group that is taking the job right that was the point but who is funding all that because that can't be all the sister yeah, I mean, unless, oh, unless, unless 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 Tyler Rick's been giving her like money over the, like it's like here's like like money for my jobs for like for the years she has like a bunch of money maybe or something I don't know <laughs> but like we don't know but but then like there's a whole bunch of like extra guys in the group that yeah show mm-hmm. up for like one scene and get killed so I'm like who's this like I I mean I just want to know the world building but is that part of their mercenary group like who who's this like they just show up, and I'm like, all right, they're they're there they're there to help, but then it's like, we just know they're fodder. Yeah, because like one whole truck gets blown up <laughs> with like just a bunch of like probably at least four dudes in it that were just like there for the ride got blown up. So it's like, yeah. all right, they're all gone. Right. But they really draw it out. Also, was the brother also in the first movie? No, the he's doing the, the, like, he's doing this one. He's new, right? Like he's yeah. just never been a part of the first movie. They make it seem like he's been there for a whole whole time, and I was like, I haven't seen the first movie in a while, so I was like, oh, yeah, it was, it was mainly Did just I miss him. It, no, it, he's he's new for this one. It was it, it was mainly just Nick was like the main. She was like the main partner with Chris Hemsworth in the first movie, right? But, Which I think I think it's definitely it's, I, I definitely appreciate that she had like way more to do in this one too. Like she was like kicking as much ass as Chris Hemsworth was. Yeah, I, I liked her character too. It's cool that she held her own. It was and, 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 and there's like show. yeah, and, and there's like no romantic stuff. It's just like they're just like friends slash partners, and it's all, it's all uh, business. Like I feel maybe, there might be a romance later. Maybe in three, because yeah, yeah, maybe because they like because they like yeah, they like fought for each other, whatever at the end of this one. But yeah, I can see that. I don't see it going beyond that. Like. And I mean, like, they obviously didn't have feelings for each other, but it's more like they're compa- like they're you know, soldiers in arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels more like a like a sibling relationship or something where they're like, you're but you're also my, you're also my sister, like, and you're and then yeah, you're also my brother, like. I got you. Yeah, I mean, it could be like that. I I don't mind it like that. It doesn't. Not every female has to be like. Like, oh, we have to, like, you know, they didn't shoehorn in a romance plot. I also feel like there was just no time to. Mm-hmm. Especially when every now and then they'll just uh, flash back to a um, really sad moment, you know? Like, <laughs> the, like, almost, I, I, like, could, I feel I like could. it's this series, Martha, and, like, Bruce Wayne parents getting killed. I, I, could, I, could, I feel I could have dealt with, like, I don't think they needed, like, a lot of that, like, I, th- I think we got enough that we enough from like the first movie of like oh he had a, he had a son who died like we don't it's <laughs> like like that just like totally kills the momentum of this movie we're just like hey remember his son died <laughs> let's, let's like let's linger on that more and let's see him like dying of cancer in the hospital I know it's like ah okay movie Jesus like can we go back to the action it's it's something like in John Wick the dog dying was his motivation for the first part but after that he stops thinking about that dog. Yeah, and and you get like you get br- super super brief of like Bridget Moynihan and like John Wick like really flashes in other movies, but like yeah, they don't, there's not like it doesn't like totally stop dead. It's like, well, I'm gonna remember my wife for five minutes and remember this flashback scene of us like <laughs> like me sitting in a hospital bed or something. Yeah, 
Oh, it, it, it's tragic. It's it's not to downplay it, but that was the part yeah. of the first movie where like his guilt pushed but him yeah, to which, be this crazy soldier. Yeah, which I think the first movie had the perfect amount of it where you get like, all right, I understand. Like he like he's feeling guilty. He had a son. He died. Now that now he's just like risking his life to help other people. Like, yeah. I mean, I do like that in this movie. They do answer it. They reframe the the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they give his character a little bit more now, like more depth instead of like, oh, like, you know, your son didn't think of you as going away. You think your son thought of you as going to save people like that. That to me was like, OK, yeah, maybe it's worth seeing all those flashbacks. <laughs> but yeah, it was um like in the mood of action movies like this is definitely up there because it's just like crazy easy to follow action it's not just yeah. blurry like it's if, very well choreographed if john Wick chapter four had not come out this year this would be easily the best action movie yes. of the year but like i, I think so too this, I, this, I, this, I agree it's a close second i mean i don't and like like john Wick four is just like some of that stuff is just like so like just so unique and so crazy it's so ridiculous that like it's just like you've never seen anything like that before but I mean, but this one is just like this the length of and just like the like the, the complexity of like like yeah, the, I can't even imagine how they choreographed like this because like it's all I mean it's it's supposed to be I mean it looks like one take I don't know if it's like a, an actual like one, one take thing. I don't think it's a true one I, don't, I think it's a true one take but like just just even trying like just trying to like set that up just to like have like multiple sequences to make them look one, like one take is just like it's so crazy and it's like just like, that prison riot to like the train is just like just like ridiculous like oh yeah yeah just the different set pieces and then the pacing and then how to show that action changes so it's not just like a steady cam or like from a distance like it it changes how you follow it too yeah like you're like attached to chris hemsworth's chest at one point and then you flip fly off of him and then you're like you're like then you see in front of them yeah so like it's cool creative um I guess visuals is the proper way, like a lot of framing. Yeah. Because it's not just the same, like, all right, well, we've only got three cameras to film with, so let's make the better use out of it. Like, you could feel the Netflix budget behind this. And there, and there was some cool, like, creative, like, I love, like, when, like, uh, t- like when Chris Evers fights, like, the main bad guy and, like, the, like, like, the, like, glass, like, those glass panels outside the building, and it's, like, it's, like, shattering. Yeah, that, I felt like that was going to be the, like, super final thing, but... Yeah. Like, when we when you leave, when that shifts, and you have the, the like, douchey son who stays behind, and I'm like, mm. ah. Oh, man, right. he's, the, he's the worst. He's the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> he is terrible. Yep. I like how we don't even get, like, a redemption thing for him. It's just more like, we don't know what happens next. He finally, he finally realizes his, 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 like, his uncle is, like, a bad person because, like, he put him in a fucking suicide bomber vest and pulled a, a pistol to his head. You took him that, that much, like, information to be, like, yeah, like maybe I shouldn't be part is of he this a bad guy? Is my uncle a bad guy? <laughs> oh, they're not Russian. They're, like, what? Like, uh, like, uh, like, Georgian? Georgian. Yeah. And they basically they basically run the country of Georgia, like the governor, like everyone, like the like like everyone, like everyone in that country just like 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 bows to them, basically. It seems like. Yeah. 
how did the sister fall in love with this douche? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense how they would meet. Yeah. And it's also like in the prison is just like oh, I guess because they I mean because they 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 basically own that prison or like they run the, everything but like the prison just like fine was just like oh yeah we'll keep a oh, family, like, family lock in a, we'll, we'll lock them in a dungeon for like years yeah they were raised in they're jail kids yep it's the fucking bane they're being baned yeah I know and it's like I get that makes it shows you how like corrupt and evil that family is. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make any sense that the government's able to do that with just no one asking, but then they couldn't get the brother out of jail. Like, it was easier for them to just put the brother in jail with the family? Well, I think, like, the the, the U.S. wanted him, like, like, like extradited to, like, America because he threw a DEA agent off a bridge or something. And then, um, but then they're like, well, well, we'll just keep, we'll keep him in our prison. Um, and so then he, cause if, if he goes to America, then like, like, like he, like he didn't want to go to America cause he didn't want to like lose his like, you know, hold over the country or whatever, or over like the business, <laughs> the business. So it's just sort of vague of what, like how powerful they are. Cause then they're also like a cult. Yes. Like fanatical army. Mm-hmm. And then. The brothers think like God gave them the message, so it's just like it just checkboxes a whole bunch of crazy. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it to like our fans, people who love just action. I definitely like it's great to see Chris Hemsworth be like not a dumb guy who's mm-hmm. like actiony, you know, he's just like he's very No, he's not a Jack Reacher, but he is definitely competent in this like you feel like he's an operator he's like a deadly guy you don't want to mess with yeah like his his arm was on fire he was still punching people in the face (laughs) he's using his his flaming arm as a weapon yeah people still wanted to mess with him and also and also a treadmill that was like the best kill in the whole movie was like that guy like felt like Get slammed to a treadmill and like flown off of it, like on, to like off a second floor of where a treadmill was, and like like and then Brooke snaps his neck all the way down. It was in like the like the hotel when they try to get out of the hotel. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But yeah, anything else besides that, Chris? Uh, that's about it for me. Uh, I think I could. Sh- I've been trying to watch Silo. Hmm. I, I recently trying to catch that on Apple TV Plus. Did you actually you actually like are you doing like a trial of Apple TV Plus or something or? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm watching um, watch like four episodes of it I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feel like this is Apple's attempt to try to make a Fallout TV show before <laughs> like Amazon does. Mm-hmm. But what's well, well, based on it's based on like a series of books I think. Yeah, yeah. It's based on a book, but in terms of why they went so hard on this it's because it's trying to capitalize on the like sci-fi trend that i think fallout brought up more like the series and the lore um but it just involves just the building right now like the conspiracy of why people are in this building like so do you know the story so far Mm -hmm. it's well it's like 
and isn't it like every every human who's left is like in this like missile silo basically that's like and then they made, made like a new society it's it's, it's it's it sounds very snowpiercer it is very snowpiercer yes but it i we don't know if humanity is the only last bastion it's because the 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 characters even say like they've been in there for like a hundred and Forty years, so mm-hmm. it's like so many generations have gone by, and the reason why they're in it, people have forgotten. And then the the records of pre silo living was destroyed and has now been controlled. Like whatever's left has been controlled by like a committee who you don't see for a bit. And mm-hmm. then Tim Robbins is is a sort of this um I forgot what his title is, but it's just like it's some high ranking title where it's like he makes decisions like the decider, you know, like some bullshit <laughs> title. The adjudicator. Like. Yeah. It's, it's sort of that. And then there's a mayor that is in charge of like other things, the day day to day task. And then like they all report though through like a whole system that, you know, that as the show goes on, they kind of reveal more and more about it. But first two episodes, you follow Rashida Jones and her husband, who I just can't remember. Uh, oh my God, he's just not in the card. Uh, David Iola. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like the first episode, do you think you're gonna follow David Iola for a while? But he's immediately like removed. So then it's like then Rebecca Ferguson is introduced like in the like first episode i think or the second but they do like a like oh like a character shift where you think it's gonna be david iola for most of it then it's like nope it's gonna be rebecca ferguson and her character mm-hmm. and she essentially is like the same character as david iola but with the with the added benefit is that like she's been like a lower class citizen for the last something years it's because she is part of like the maintenance crew that keeps like the engine and all the spoilers stuff running so she gets upgraded to be the sheriff because um david ola like whatever rule they set up like the previous sheriff can nominate a new sheriff and then it could be anyone and there's no training it's sort of like you're the new sheriff and it's like just figure out how to like enforce rules so you don't go to school for it you know like it's just like she's a mechanic but it's like now you're the sheriff now so that's like the one leap you you kind of like get introduced to and you're like all right but the tensions are in it pretty cool because like there's a lot of slow burn action slow burn drama um i'm episode four in and they just sort of kind of revealed that there is a greater conspiracy they kind of reveal in the first episode but then you confirm like how much of it in the second and by the time you hit the fourth it's sort of like okay there is like a bigger thing going on but i'm not sure if they did this in the novel but they in here it sort of works and it sort of doesn't they do a time skip where it's like two weeks in the future then two weeks in the past prior and you see certain like uh like perspectives or clues in this short time frame which i think they're just doing just so they can kind of stretch out the story i'm not sure if it's like that in the novel like if in the book they they do a time skip but even then it's not like a giant time skip 
between the first and second episode, it's supposed to be like two, a year later, two years later, maybe. And then it's sort of like, hey, we should probably figure out what happened in that two year thing. But between that, I think like they're going to reveal a whole bunch of like stuff. But, you know, like in, even in that like fast forward to get to the like where to get you catch up to date, there is like another thing that happens and David Ola plays another part to it. And you just have to wonder like, like what, you know, like it makes you just, it's it's not loss, you know, like the TV show loss, but it's just sort of like if they told the story a little more linear, I think it would be less confusing. But I think because they tell it in like certain chunks at certain times like this, they give you like it makes you confused so it makes you forget certain things so they can like surprise you again uh but it's um interesting sci-fi show uh yeah it's, I feel it's, like, it's on my list i gotta, I gotta probably watch it start watching it soon maybe yeah if you if you watch it it's it's fine i don't give anything away yet because i'm, I'm just still lost so even if i throw out weird theories they might be true you know what i mean like it's just sort of oh the villain was this all along like oh why i don't know season two might explain who knows <laughs> which i think this is getting a season two i think like yeah this it, did it, well it's, enough it's, it's, it's one of their like best like viewed like highest rated shows so far for apple tv plus so like, I didn't hear of this until I, like, I heard, like, little clips online or, you know, secondhand, like, recommendations. But, yeah, if the Fallout TV show just had a little bit of the set design and drama, I'm set. Because mm-hmm. you could essentially say Silo is just, like, Fallout. And there are, like, Fallout stories, like, in, in the game where, like, other vaults have their crazy, like, experiments and conspiracies within them. And like certain things happen that don't happen anywhere else, so Silo could be like a like a vault dweller, like a vault dwelling story that like they just didn't let anyone out, and mm-hmm. if they did, like they did some crazy shit if you like got to that level. Um, but yeah, Silo definitely is like the if you watch the trailers, like the trailers and the pacing match each other, like it's all like it it's very like disjointed on purpose it's very uh like mysterious because like you just don't know enough about anything yet i just want to i just hope by the end like the the payoff is good and i like from what i hear it's 80 percent rate of like raking so i mean that means they they might have like tripped at the end just to kind of get the season story but i'll see you know i i feel like if this was like a tight miniseries, it's been fine because I feel like the more you explain about Silo, the crazier it gets. Like there's so many other, you know, like it's like Snowpiercer. So it's like, wait, the more you know about Snowpiercer and stuff and the the world, the less it like, the less mysterious it gets. Yeah. Like does Ed Harris and Snowpiercer sleep in that weird engine room all day and all night and he just hangs out in his pajamas? <laughs> apparently you know, it's like i think in the tv show they just didn't want to address that part they're like okay no, no let's just like well, all that well tv show spoilers had like because like sean bean was like the ed harris character and he had a, he had a, he had another he had a different train so he shows up in a different train at like the end of season one is like hey I'm, I'm back now like see that makes more sense where he wouldn't he would learn he would build his own network i mean that's pretty cool you know i'm fine with that concept but if you think about the original Snowpiercer, where he just shows up and it's like, oh, he made it to the front of the engine, and it's just this. Mm-hmm. And we 
we, everything you want to know is here. And just like, oh, okay. But yeah, before I get into another tangent, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zach? What have you been watching? Uh, well, I saw a couple of recent things. So probably the biggest one is Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, which uh, did not do super well at the box office compared to its budget. I think it cost like $300 million to make and it only made like $60 million so far, um, which is not good. It's, it's like this summer is like full of like these movies that cost like way too much money that are making not enough money. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously the fifth Indiana Jones movie, the final, and then according to Harrison Ford, the final one that he's going to star in. He said that about Star Wars and look what yeah. happened to Star Wars. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, overall, I I liked it. Um, I think it's it's a huge step up over Crystal Skull. Like this is Crystal Skull is still the worst Indiana Jones movie. This this one slots in by fourth now behind behind the original trilogy. Um, yeah. Basically, it's it has a uh, pretty like pretty awesome like prologue. It's like 1944, and then it has like um. A it's 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 been all the trailers with like the aged Harrison Ford, so he looks like kind of like '80s era Indiana Jones, which you know that that technology is still not there. I w- I want to see like a whole movie, like a whole like new Indiana Jones movie, just like the aged Harrison Ford. But like for that one kind of opening act, like big, it, it's it's almost like a mini like Indiana Jones adventure. Like it's this full kind of complete like arc of like. All these, all these like crazy like set pieces and like like this like and they're after like this MacGuffin and stuff. So it gets it gets up to a really strong start with like this this opening. Um, and then like every, like it kind of ties in the rest of the story from there because then it, kicks, it goes to, like 1969, where you have uh like Indiana Jones is retiring from cal- like being a college professor, but he's he's teaching at a different college than the one he was teaching at the different movies. Like he's in like New York City, he's at like Hunter College. Um, and it's in when the movie starts, it's like um, the day like the Apollo 11 astronauts are back are like back and they're like doing a ticker tape, ticker tape parade in like New York City. So everyone's like all everyone's all hyped up about like the moon, like the astronauts and stuff. Um, and then, so then then his goddaughter shows up, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Helena Shaw, and she's like, I we gotta find like um, or we, I'm trying to find like the Dial of Destiny because like or like the and it, it's the anti antikythera, which is like this like you know, Archimedes invented it. It's like this like super advanced like time uh like telling device. It like it, but it's like the way it's like the gears function, like the complexity of it. It's like it was like way it seems like way too advanced for like what like Archimedes like created at the time. So it's like this like kind of like mysterious object. It's based on an actual like artifact of like this. They found like this like actual like Greek artifact that was like it's just like the way it was like like fun, it, it was it had such advanced functions for like the time period of like it could like predict like solar events and like astronomy events and stuff and it had all these, it was like it's like interlocking dials and gears and stuff it's basically like a, like a clockwork device that should like before like clockwork things should have even existed but yeah but there's but yeah she's she's after that and then also maz mickelson who is uh Jürgen Voller, who was a Nazi soldier, a Nazi scientist, but then they he, basically Operation Paperclip. He they brought him to America and he helped with like the uh, like NASA Apollo missions. But he's also. Wait, been what obsessed. year was the previous adventure? That it's like the forties. 
it was 1944, so it was like the end of the war, basically like the last kind of like last gasp. Like it was like there, there's this like treasure train full of like Nazi the, everything Nazis stole. They're trying to get it out of the country or get it somewhere for the because like the the Allies were like right at, at taking Berlin. They're like right on the edge of like taking it, winning the war. Um, and then yeah, and then Mads Mikkelsen was like there on the train, and then like like got like you know defeated by Indiana Jones and then but then also lost the dial because like, he's the one he won he's the one that wanted the dial over like Hitler wanted like the like this like the spear of destiny like the like the spear that pierced Jesus Christ's side at yeah, that crucifixion but then like Matt Nicholson is like this thing is like way more powerful and important than that thing and then they're like nah this is what Hitler wants so so like so like Matt Nicholson has been obsessed with like the dial for like you know decades even though even when he was like working on like the Apollo mission. He was still like obsessed with like getting this dial back. You become like uh, a rocket scientist, huh? Yeah, he, he, I think I, he, I think he's loosely based on like um, like uh oh, who's that? Who's the famous scientist? Like the famous like German scientist that like helped with like the like Werner von Braun. Like he's like he's supposed to be like a like like an evil version of, of him basically. Um. And yeah, then and then it, yeah, then it kick, you know it kicks off with like a whole like you know typical like Indiana Jones globetrotting. They like there's a, there's a second piece. The dial got broken into two pieces. So there's like you have to like go and find the second piece. And then you, if you combine them, then the, when you combine them, it like unlocks its full potential, whatever that might be. And yeah, lots you know lots of chases, lots of fun Indiana Jones stuff. Um, I do I do think it's a, it, it definitely feels a bit too long like it's like um, it's like two and a half hours long it definitely feels like it could have, like get some stuff trimmed out of it to like make it shorter because like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't drag it much, as much but it just feels like wow we're still we're still we're still like we're still here doing stuff like um like I don't I don't know maybe like like some of the set pieces got trimmed down or something else could have got trimmed down but it definitely like it gets it gets it feels a little shaggy of like there's probably some stuff that could have like another pass of the editing or something. I wonder if um, be a director's cut later. <laughs> director's cut that makes it shorter, yeah. And, yeah, and then they also do, like, there's a lot more, like, um, it's a lot of, like, car chases and stuff, and, like, more than you would expect, which I think is a smart thing, because, like, then Harrison Ford doesn't have to, like, do, like, you know, like, like these, like, like extensive, Running. like, fist fights or anything. Like, it's, they're, not, they're not trying to do, like, a Liam Neeson thing where they're trying to, like, make it seem like he's still doing stuff, even though he's not, like, with, like, editing or, like, stunt doubles or something. It's just, like, We'll, we'll let's put him in a car or put him in like a tuk tuk and then have like have him like drive around and like it's still a thrilling but it's not like taxing him it's like 80 year old man or whatever and, and it definitely it feels more practical and like like ground you know grounded in like crystal skull where like crystal skull felt like a like a, a video game <laughs> especially yeah. the middle part where it's like well now now we're like a ps2 game we're like we're like it's we're swinging with, with monkeys it's all cg it's all and it looks horrible like this, this looks like way. It looks way like better. It feels more like grounded, and like more like practical, and more like the old, like the original trilogy. And yeah, you, you know, Harrison Ford's still great. I, I mean, uh, he's a you know he's a cranky old man now, but that like fits his character in this movie. And I feel like 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 Mads Mikkelsen isn't doing anything you haven't really seen him do before, but he does it so well that it's just like all right, <laughs> it's another like awesome Mads Mikkelsen villain performance. Is he just like Hannibal? He's just yeah, well, yeah, he's just like the same like you know the Mads Mikkelsen just like ruthless like cold like cold like calculating like like he's like the chief like that style like it's just like super super intelligent super cunning just like but like super focused on his goal. I do feel like Boyd Holbrook doesn't I feel like doesn't get to like 
as much. Like, I feel like, because, like, you know, obviously he started in, like, James Mangold's, like, uh, other big, like, character send-off, Logan, is, like, the mm-hmm. villain. And he was, like, he was, like, such, such like, a wacky, like, crazy over-the-top villain in that movie. And I feel like he, like, he doesn't get to as, as much of that here, because he's, he's, he's basically, he's, like, Ben Nicholson's, like, main henchman. Really? Yeah. He's a German, like... Yeah. Well, German with like uh, I don't I don't know if he's like putting on like a southern accent, but he's it's like a, but like or if it's just part of his cover, but yeah, like he yeah he's like a like yeah like all in with like Matt Nicholson like whatever he's trying to do. And then yeah, and then a few people Walbridge is fine. I feel like she's like there's a lot of people who are just like despise her in this movie. Like I, I I thought she was fine. She she is like a little bit like like un- unlikable. I think I think she's supposed to be unlikable. For like a lot of movies, because she's basically like she's doing, she's kind of like her path was is like the opposite of Indian's path, where like she studied archaeology, but then she became like this like like she became like the actual like grave like like gra- grave robber like black market person that India always hated of like because India wants to preserve history and get stuff in the museums, and then she's like I'm gonna sell I, I don't care about money I want to sell for I want I only care about like how much profit I can get from these artifacts I don't really care about history. <laughs> So it's like they're kind of like big like clashing. It's like she, it's like, it's like and he's like, what, what, do you, what would your father think about this? Like he was like always, he was always about preserving history. And he's like, well, I don't care. Like he's like, he's dead. I'm 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 making money or whatever. I don't care about money. But then obviously there's like you know there's like an arc of like her kind of like learning the, the value of history <laughs> as the movie goes on. Archaeology. Yeah, and there's also like there's a character named Teddy who's like, um, played by Ethan Isidore. Who's basically like he's like Phoebe Waller-Bridge's short round, like he's like her sidekick, kid sidekick. He's feels really superfluous, unnecessary. Like doesn't really do anything interesting or like he's nowhere. He's not nowhere even close to the level of like a Kiki Kwan. Like he's like just like if he you could take him out of the movie completely, he would have been like totally fine with like not having him in there. And there's also like another character who's like a a CIA agent in, in the beginning, and who's like working with like uh like Matt Nicholson and stuff. But then she just like, and it's so like, it, it makes it like way more complicated than it need to be. Like the CIA is like helping him sort of, but then they're like, uh, they're like, Oh, we're like, we're like, out. you're going overboard. We're not going to help you anymore. So, but that doesn't go anywhere or do anything. So that character is also like totally like unnecessary. It just, it just, it just makes like the, like kind of the beginning act of like who the villains are and stuff like overly messy. It just, it just could have been like, Oh, there's this guy who like never gave up on like his like Nazism. It was like who's like it's been like secretly like biding his time and like waiting to like <laughs> like strike well, is again. Is he doing it for Nazi Germany or just doing it for himself? He's doing it for himself, but also because he thinks the power that the dial has, he thinks it can like help him like you know like restore like the Reich and restore like Ooh. the glory of like Germany and stuff. Ooh, okay. And okay, he's like, so he's like a. He wants to bring back the third Reich. Yes, he he wants to correct Hitler's mistakes and like like uh or what he feels were Hitler's mistakes and like make like a a, a stronger new a new uh Nazi Reich. Oh no no I I was thinking more like he was a Nazi and then like discovered that there are more to things than Nazis and just wanted pure power. No so yeah he's different but this is just straight up the Nazis want more Nazis. Yeah he's 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 just been biding his time like he was helping in like America like with the rocket program but he's just been like. As soon, as soon as this is done, I'm I'm back on my I'm I'm getting that dial and I'm doing like what I'm to bring out to do, the yeah. old outfit. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So yeah, overall overall it's fun. 
I, I, I had a good time with it. Um, if if you're if you want to see like I I feel like it's worth seeing in theaters, but if you want to wait and wait for Disney Plus, that's I that's perfectly fine too. It's probably a reasonable thing to do too. Especially if you don't want to like like if you don't have two and a half hours to spend in the theater like. Um, but yeah, but this is definitely I feel like it's definitely a better send off than Crystal Skull. Like it, now this is the last indie movie. I feel like indie went off on a, a better note than Crystal Skull. So yeah, definitely definitely check it out if you're a Indiana Jones fan. And then I also checked out uh, a movie that came out earlier earlier this year, Hypnotic, the gigantic box office bomb from Robert Rodriguez. Uh, that came out in March. Uh, it made almost no money. <laughs> and man, this this Hypnotic is a uh, is a just huge disaster. <laughs> like it's just, it's so confusing and stupid and like makes it's just like it's trying to be. So obviously he's trying to be like Inception or like Christopher Nolan, like it's trying to be like this like big heady like what's real, what's fake, like all these like, it's like mind powers, man. Like we're sh- reality shifting, and it's just like, but it has none of like the like cleverness or like visual sense or like any sort anything that Christopher Nolan brings to it. It's just like it's just all like super like convoluted and stupid. Um. But yeah, but basically, basically Ben Affleck is this detective who, uh, his his daughter got kidnapped when she was like, uh, seven, and he's been kind of like, just, like stewing on it for like years, and then there's like this, there's these like series of bank heists that are happening, and this guy who is like pulling off the heist seems to have like these like mind control powers, and then but also like one of the things he was after was like a safety deposit box with like a picture of Ben Affleck's daughter in it. So then Ben Affleck is like, oh, this guy is like tied to like my daughter's disappearance, but I gotta I gotta find it, figure out what's going on. But then he finds out, oh, there's these people called hypnotics who can like con- control your mind. They basically have like they basically have like the like the purple man from like Jessica Jones, like they have that ability. They can just like tell you to do like, tell you something, and then th- that you like you're like c- compelled to do it, or like that's like what you think now. Of like, oh, you're, it's like <laughs> like. William Fitcher, who's like the main hypnotic guy, shows up in like the bank. He's like talks to the teller. He's like, "It's late afternoon," and she's like, "Is it?" And it, but it's like 9 a.m. And she's like, "Oh, it is. I'm I'm I leave for the day." And she just leaves. <laughs> like so, he, <laughs> so he he just like tells people like it's like he gives them like suggestions of like, "You're burning up. You're you're, you're robbing this bank." Like, <laughs> and then like they they, they do it. See, here's the crazy thing: hypnotic suggestions, love like that. You have to be susceptible to it. So yeah. Not everyone's gonna fall for that hypnotic. Well, stuff. well then, well then they so they, they introduce that like Ben Affleck, for some reason has a psychic block, that like so he can't be hypnotized by the hypnotics like. So he but but then but then like I guess if if, if it's long enough he can be because like he like when figure is trying like is trying to like like you know like mind control him and then he's like Ben Affleck is like fighting him off and they're like grimacing at each other and like like the screen's vibrating. Um, but yeah, but yeah. For some for some reason, Ben Affleck has like uh this like block that like lets him like fight the hypnotics. What? And and then but then they like re- it's like that's like one reveal, but then it's just like a reveal. Like, they keep like changing like the, what you think is happening in like the dumbest way possible. Like, oh, you thought like the hypnotics were like this? They're actually this. And then everything you saw before was fake. Now this is the real movie. Oh, but you thought that was real? Now this is real. Like. So it's constantly just like making like everything that like, up to that point like non 
not important and, and like unimportant and just like totally unnecessary and like and like it's just like no impact on anything. It's like that was all fake and illusion. This is the real movie now. So you mean to tell me like this is a movie with like three different like plots basically, or, or it's like well, it just it just it just keeps like dream like, sequencing. It, it, it keeps like pulling back the layers of like. It's like a like the opening layer of like Ben Affleck is a detective trying to find his daughter, and then they pull a layer off that. And it's like, this is what this, here's the real truth, Ben Affleck. And then they, but then they pull like another layer off that. Like it's like, actually, this is the real truth. Like, <laughs> it also it also kind of feels like remember um, uh, oh, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage movie, next, yeah, next where it's like the entire movie just never happened. <laughs> Like it's it's not quite that level, but it feels like it's almost that level of like, like when you when it gets like the final act of hypnotic, it's like everything that you like, basically everything up to that point is been like has been like, it's like oh it was all it's all the secret plan that's been planned for these like it's all this has been put in place for years and then it's, the plan has been put in place and now it's it's finally come like come together. Wow. But there's, there's also there's also aspect of like like um there's like the like the like the hypnotics are called like the, the division, um which is like what we figure is like part of the division, and there's a point where you're like you're like uh you find out like there's like a lot like stuff you saw was like a just like a back lot or like a fake set, and and then they're all of them are like when you when you see them in the movie and then you see like, later on you see them and they're, they're every, all the division are wearing like these like red blazers. It's like their uniform, and then it's like, oh, this thing. Like you thought Ben Affleck was was like driving around a car, but it's actually a golf cart. <laughs> like it's like, so, so Ben like, Affleck is hypnoticable. That yeah, that that's part of that's like one of the like <laughs> seven reveals oh, that they God. have to do. It was like, I mean, is it worth to watch just so we don't get too far into it? Because it sounds yeah. so ridiculous. It's. If you're if you want to see like a very very stupid like Christopher Nolan like knockoff <laughs> like and just like I'm so surprised this is a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah, it has I, like this could be directed by anyone. Like this has no Robert Rodriguez character at all, and I don't like I guess he, I guess he wrote this, this story like years ago, and, and then finally got was able to make it. Um, but like it, yeah, it has none of his visual style, like none of his like you know like energy, like it's Ben Affleck is just like so like mopey and depressed and doing the Ben Affleck like the Batman voice the entire movie, and it, it, it's also uh, it, it, visually it kind of looks like Seven or like trying to be like David Fincher maybe too. It's just like it has if you if you if you just showed someone like who directed this movie like Robert Rodriguez would not be like your like tenth choice as the director who directed it. Like it's just like it's just so like not his style at all. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it, it, it's probably worth checking out, check it out if it's on like a streaming service. I don't think it's on like Max or like Netflix or anything yet. If it shows up, if it actually shows up like one of those like, on Prime Video or something, or like one of those streaming services, watch it. Cause yeah, cause when you, when you, when you start seeing like, especially like after like the first reveal or like the second reveal, when you start seeing like, like the layer, like the reality gets pulled away and you see like what's actually happening. It's just like, wait, what the fuck is happening? This is, this is what the, this is what's going on. Um, and and also if you want to like if you want to like uh be in on like the like how does he made episode because that was like the most recent how does he made was uh hypnotic because so if you want to like watch this and then watch, listen to the episode that's probably a good thing to do that's why I did basically what's the only reason I watched it. 
But yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would not pay any. Don't pay any money for this. Uh, just wait for it to show up <laughs> streaming somewhere. <laughs> Do not give Ben Affleck if, your money. Yeah, and if you and if you want to see like, just go go in go in being aware that it's very stupid and very like convoluted. <laughs> And then uh, last thing is, which I'll, I'll probably have a review next week on the site, like a written review, but I got a chance to check out Shin Ultraman. I got a review screener of that, which is the uh, another, he's the third movie from uh, uh, Hideki Anno, who directed Shin Godzilla and uh, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon Time. <laughs> yeah, that's a reasonable, logical title. Yeah. Right? And I think he's, and he's going to be directing, I think it's coming out later this year, uh, Shin Kamen Rider. I think I think it came out in Japan. I think it's and I think it's going to be um, coming out maybe, maybe like end of this month. I think Shin Kamen Rider is coming out. But uh, yeah, Shin Ultraman is out. You can watch it now on VOD. It's going to be on DVD and Blu-ray uh, next Tuesday, the 11th. But yeah, very very similar to Shin Godzilla. Like it's it's like where it's kind of like a, a reimagining reboot of the whole mythology of Ultraman, um, and and also but also with like a lot of like there's like some like social satire and commentary about like the Japanese government and like the, like, you know, the, the nature of humanity and like world, like the kind of world politics along with like a giant, a giant, like superhero guy fighting giant monsters. But yeah, but, but basically it's basically it's the same setup as like, I, I believe like the original Ultraman or like, you know, I think, I think the 66 version is like the, like the main inspiration for this one. Um, but yeah, basically you have uh, there's been a, like a slew of like kaiju attacks, and so the Japanese government sets up like the special like government team called like the SSP, the special the S class species suppression protocol, and it's like it's like two of them are like nerdy scientists, who, like are, like it's like a biologist and a physicist, and then two of them are like field agents. Like one is like uh, I think a, like a former cop, and then one is like a she's like a like. I think she's like an equivalent, like the like the Japanese like CIA. She's like the it's like the P PSIA or something. But they all every time, every time there's like a monster attack, they go and like try to stop the monster. And they're they're actually doing a pretty good job like stopping the monsters without any sort of like Ultraman super like any sort of help. There's like conventional weapons are taking down these kaiju, but they're oh, getting strong. Yeah, they're using tanks. They're using like they figure out like they're able to figure out like a weakness and then kill the kill the kaiju like whatever that weakness is. So they're actually, they're actually doing a like a surprisingly good job up until like the point when the movie starts, and then like the kaiju are getting like strong, like noticeably stronger, and then Ultraman shows up, and then the Ultraman is the one kind of like helping them like take down like these kaiju now. With like his fist and punching. Yeah, well, he's, he's got yeah he's got his fist. He's got his like you know he's got like his like spatium beam. He's got like his like you know all his, all his special powers. He's got like he can generate like, energy saw blades and stuff. So he, so he, yeah, he's fighting the monsters, and then like, but then it turns like this, like big, like the government's like, uh, they want to know like who Ultraman is and what the threat is, and like the other, and then the like, governments around the world were, like, are, like, oh, who is this like ultra, like who's this like extraterrestrial being that's like helping Japan, and could he like, is, is Japan gonna like turn him on, on us, like or like, so there's a lot, there's a lot of, like like uh like kind of like political like discussion about Ultraman on like what what his intentions are. And then, and then you find out fairly, fairly quickly that like um, one of the one of the SSP guys, Kam, Kam, Kamanaga, like the uh, the police guy, is Ultraman, and he's and he's like, 
and he's using like, he's using like, you know, like the classic, like, like the, the beta capsule to transform into Ultraman and fight these monsters. And then, and then you get to, like other aliens that are showing up. Like these, these other like alien species that are like, they, they want to like manipulate humanity for their own purposes. And they're, and they're like going about different ways of doing it. And then you get into this kind of like this, like kind of like uh commentary about like the Japanese government, and how like how quickly they fold <laughs> like to like the, the whims of these aliens, so, like sign treaties. Cause they want to be like the first people to like, we'll be the first, we'll, we'll be the first people to sign this treaty. We'll get all their technology and we'll, we'll keep it for ourselves. Not like, cause then we want to rely on the, like the other like governments of the world. Cause we're like, we're like, we're like subservient to the U S sometimes. But then it's, they're getting in trouble because like it's like the UN is like, uh, like, are you do you have like like technology and you're not like this like dangerous technology you're not sharing with the world Japan like uh what what the hell is going on with that and like and there's also a lot, a lot of like like inter Japanese government agency squabbling of like oh this 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 like the ministry the defense ministry wants to do this but then like the environmental protection agency wants to do this and it's like so which I think a lot of that was in like Shin Godzilla of like. All a lot of Shigazo was like 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 the different like like departments of like the Japanese government like debating like what to do about Godzilla. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, is he? It's like, is he a protected species? Is, is it like an environmental disaster? Is it like how do we how do we respond to him? Yeah, like do we do we, do we should we like try to like destroy him? Should we like guide it? Like that was, that was like a lot of Shigazo was just, like people in like rooms debating how to deal with Godzilla. And uh, there's yeah. Shin Ultraman is definitely more, it leads more toward, like, what you expect from Ultraman. Like, there's a lot more, you know, like, fights with, like, between aliens and kaiju and Ultraman. Um, so it's not quite, like, the, the balance is, is more balanced of, like, between, like, what, like, kaiju action and, like, you know, governmental <laughs> debates about what, what to do about certain, like, certain creatures or, like, certain technology or, like, um, and there's also like, like the aliens are also debating amongst themselves like, oh, is humanity worth saving? Like, are they are, are they gonna like become a threat at some point? We need to destroy them, or should we like protect them? So there's a lot of, like uh, that. So it goes to like a bunch of philosophy. Yeah. So there's there's, there's a lot of, like yeah a lot of, like philosophical discussions and like like social commentary, governmental like discussions, and uh, along with like Ultraman like punching a giant like armadillo monster in the face or something. So. It was fun. I think I think if you like Shin Godzilla, you like you like like you know like, um, like that's like, like kaiju that sort of stuff. I think you'll like enjoy Shin Ultraman. And definitely definitely curious to like check out uh, Shin Kamen Rider too. Like, I think I think it's coming on. I think it's coming on Prime Video in like end of the, end of this month or something. So I'll definitely probably watch that when that comes out too. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching this week. So we can wrap things up. Uh, if you want to head over to the site, we've got all of our usual news and features and reviews. I got a review of Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny. If you want to read a review of that movie, I, that's up on the sites. Uh, we got all the trailers we talked about this week. We've got, uh, like I mentioned, I'll have a Shin Ultraman review up next week. Uh, you can check out our most recent game box if you want to check out what games we bought, played last month in June. Um, our commentary from last month is up, uh, the Indiana Jones and the Mystery of the Blues, and then we'll have, like I mentioned, the Rocketeer will be up sometime later this month as well. So uh, head over, check all that stuff out, and uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, 
on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.